You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 64. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the amazing Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, if you don't know where to go, you won't go anywhere. What a powerful statement or quote, depending on what you want to call it, this actually is. And I'm thrilled to have Tina Tower on the show today because we're going to unpack what it really means when she says, if you don't know where to go, you won't go anywhere. We're also going to discuss why it's so important for business owners to be able to identify their values and how this links to short and long-term goals. And we're also going to break down what steps businesses can take in order to move from not knowing where to go to know where to go with ease, clarity, and strategy. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new on-demand business class, The Ultimate Four-Step Framework for Creating a Sustainable and Profitable Business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you're going to learn my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting more cash. We're also going to discuss in the masterclass the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing a sustainable and profitable business. And lastly, in the masterclass, I'm going to be talking with you about what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, you can head to http backslash bit.ly bit.ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson. I will also include this link in the show notes so it's a lot more readily accessible for you. But again, that link is bit.ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson. All right, now let's get into today episode. Welcome to the show, Tina. Thanks, Angela. Great to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to have you on the show today. And it is such a small world. We were just talking about this before we started recording that you never underestimate how who knows who and how they're connected. Because a good friend of mine, Elise, um, who, from What's On Four, had asked me at lunch this one day, like, hey, do you want to come to this Brisbane workshop? There's this lovely lady named Tina Tower. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. And then I was like, no, I'm not. Just kidding. I leave for Vietnam the following day. Um, and I wasn't able to attend. But then I was curious. I was like, well, who is this Tina person? This sounds like, she sounds really cool and fun and that kind of you know did a mini stock and then I was like oh my goodness I gotta get on the podcast <laughs> yeah, I love the mini stock <laughs> we all we all do the mini stock people who don't I'm like let me see your phone because you have mini stock before yeah. anyone so yeah so I mini stocked you and again I'm very thankful that Elise was able to connect us and you know she didn't obviously connect connect us but she mentioned you and she's raves about you at, at your Brisbane event so I'm That's very grateful to have you on the podcast <laughs> to uh, share your wisdom to the listeners so yeah thank you for that thank you now, my listeners, one thing that I always do with my listeners before we get into the actual episode is I like to ask my guests a fun question. And I know for you, you've just come back from nine months of traveling, I believe, to 28 different countries. So my question 
to you so the audience can start to get to know you a little bit better is of those 28 countries you've been to in the last nine months with your family, what was your favorite country and why? Oh, that is the most impossible question to answer. <laughs> I get asked that all the time. What was your favorite country? Um, and I and I can't. I can't. I, I really think I should have one because we get asked the question all the time. <laughs> um, but I have like five. Um, so for different reasons, my my I guess my favorite, oh, yeah, I don't know. I loved Croatia was amazing. So that was amazing because we went on this this yacht. So we got a sailing boat and a catamaran and we went on that and I kicked off one of the things I wanted to do when we were away was three months, 90 days with zero digital. So no social media, no emails, no nothing, which was a massive undertaking because like many people, I was addicted to Instagram. Yes. <laughs> You know, we got on this boat and I just had no phone. And so we could just immerse in the sunsets and swimming and it was just the most most beautiful kind of break. Um, and it looked like a postcard wherever you looked. So I loved that. <laughs> and then I loved Kenya. Kenya, we went and stayed in a conservancy. And so we, we learned, we saw the last two northern white rhinos and wow. all, of, all of the amazing things that you get from an African trip was, was so good. And then Finland was really awesome for me because I'd never been in that environment before where it's just dark all the time. And we saw the Aurora Borealis and we slept in glass igloos. And I mean, they, I could, I could talk for the next five hours. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> all right. So you'd go Croatia, Kenya, kind of Finland, but again, like you said, each for their own individual characteristics. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we spent five weeks in, in Italy and Morocco and like, we just went to the most amazing places. So when you do that much all condensed, there's kind of, it's just, it's all good. It's all good. good. Exactly. I guess, you know, and listen, I too love to travel. It is one of the things that I think it fills the soul. It fills your heart. There's an essence of happiness. I think also your radar for gratefulness also increases, I think, substantially and makes you really aware about, you know, you can bitch and moan about X, Y, and Z, but really life isn't that bad in our first world country, you know? Um, But also I think you know, some, what, what do you feel are some of the lessons that you gained from nine months of travel and how do you think that this maybe has sparked or not sparked you to live the life that you want in, in it, in, in, so in your own way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a real turning point for us. So I started my business when I was 20 and so I'd been working pretty solidly until that point. I never really, you know, took a break when my children were born or, or anything like that. So, so for us, it was a real line in the sand to go. I sold my, my larger company in 2016. So that was kind of the opportunity for us to have this kind of midlife break before we started on the next chapter. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, I mean, I started online courses while I was doing that. So, so just the lessons to be able, you know, I think I used to hear it and go, is it really like that? Like, are they all talk? Is that really possible? And then doing it and going, gosh, this is just, this is such an amazing life to be able to work and travel and be anywhere. And then with the kids as well, it was just, it was just spectacular. A double win. And do you think from a business perspective, was your business already kind of functioning from a point where you could go and do this? Or did you, or do you feel like you, you're going to shift your business model now that you've gone, like kind of seen what it was like on the first end, now you've gone and then you come back? Like, are there any big shifts you think will happen? Or do you think that now nah, you, you pretty much are still doing what you were doing before you left? 
Yeah. So mine a little bit different in that I kind of developed it while we were traveling. So before I ran primary tutoring centers, so I had over 30 franchises throughout the country and then we sold that um, a few years ago. And then, so after I sold it, I kind of, I had no idea what I was going to do next. I kind of had that moment where I was really defined by my business was my identity. And, you know, I remember I left in the February and in, in the March, I went to South by Southwest, the, the like most awesome oh, yes. world. <laughs> yeah. yep. And the first thing everyone does when you go to a conference is go, you know, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> yes. And I felt like crying because I, was, I don't know who I am anymore without this. I didn't know how to answer the question, what do you do? And so I, I started like four or five businesses that year. Just every idea that I had, I thought, yeah, I'll give that a go. I tried a clothing company, a jewelry brand, like all of these different random things. And then when we were traveling, I didn't want a complete, a complete switch off because it was kind of a bit too drastic for you're me. Right. You're like, this is too much. I can't just cut the, yeah. cut the leg off. Yep. Yeah. So I thought because of what I'd done, a lot of people were asking for coaching. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, I'll just do that online while we travel. So one day a week, I logged onto Zoom and, and I did my coaching sessions. And then because I'd started that and then we were getting like with private coaching, you get so many of the same questions over and over again. Yes. So like, well, let's make this a program online and then people that can't afford the private coaching can do the, the online group stuff mm-hmm. and get like 80% of the value out of that. And so started that. But then the people that were in the coaching program for service-based businesses were going, well, hang on, I want to add an online course to my service-based business as well. Um, And so then I made an online course with how to make an online course. Yes. (laughs) And so we didn't launch that. Like I launched that in um, while we were in Thailand. So about three or four months into the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so now that we've come back, it's kind of just just blown up um, from there. And so it was never really my intention to make this my my career, but I've never had so much fun in business. And, and this is, this is me now. No, fantastic. And again, sometimes like we were talking earlier, things just happen there. Sometimes yeah. there are no plans. Uh, and sometimes there are, but sometimes the best things I know, Emma Isaac, business chicks, she, I love her book winging it because I think it really is the essence sometimes of that entrepreneur spirit is that sometimes you just wing it and then it just works just out. Being open to the opportunity as well. Yes. And that, Nothing's ever has to be set in stone. You can always continue to make choices every day on how you want to live your life. Yeah. So listen, so travel, tick, you've definitely got that under control. Yeah. Uh, and if we, if we look back though into your business and entrepreneur journey, I mean, like you said, you've been doing, you started business when you were 20. Yeah. You your biggest business, I think uh, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from those businesses, and then now you've got obviously tinatower.com that you're going with, and you've got your online courses, your one-to-one coaching. But for the essence of today's particular topic that I really want to hone in on is when I was doing some research, obviously, as I do with all my podcast guests, there is something that really struck me. And that's what I really want to dive a little bit deeper with you about today. And that is, you said, if you don't know where to go, you won't go anywhere. And I thought, oh, this is very true. Because, um, you know, as I know, as you probably talk about, you know, on your own podcast or with clients, etc., that business owners can often get stuck. And that they truly don't know where to go. And it's something that a lot of times can almost be like a state of paralysis. It can be quite detrimental. It can hold back uh, them from achieving their hopes and their dreams. So I just want to know for the purposes of us kind of digging into the podcast today. So we're all kind of thinking the same things. Can you tell me what it means for you when you say you don't know where to go? Uh, If you don't know where to go, you won't go anywhere. What does that mean for you? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I've always had a big game plan. So it's kind of contradictory to what we just said, but it kind of goes in the same thing in that, you know, there's a certain element of being open to opportunity and where life's going to direct you. Sure. Um, but with everything, I think, so I've always had plans. I've always had 10-year plans, five-year plans, broken into one-year plans, broken into 90-day action steps, and then everything's meticulously <laughs> planned out. But yep. in saying that, it doesn't mean they can't change. So I've always found that I perform better with a plan and most people do, but you can ebb and flow them as as kind of the season changes and that goes. And what it means by having having that game plan all mapped out is you'll get far, far further than if you had no plan at all and you were just kind of seeing where life took you Mm -hmm. and then wake up 10 years later and go, oh my gosh, why is my life so shit? (laughs) Seriously. And listen, I do think again, what I was talking about with the Emma Isaac, because I think, yeah, I think Emma clearly would have multiple strategies in place Yeah, at some stage in that she's just like, yep, even regardless of her strategy, she's just had to follow her gut, follow that. Yeah. Just go, we're just going to go in there and we're just going to wing it and see what happens. Yeah. And a lot about, a lot of, I know Emma's point is, is doing things before you feel a hundred percent ready. To yes. As well. And being able just to go, well, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I'm just going to wing it. And I know I'm going to trust myself to do really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust that, you know, I mean, life will work out. It will be okay. You know, yeah. you just take action a little bit by little bit. That's written, you know, what I mean, on these goals. And yeah. when you talk about though, the goals, how much of the goals weave into people's core values? Or do you think, is it, is it separate? Do you think it's a combination? Like, what are your thoughts about totally that? Totally intertwined, totally intertwined. Um, because I think when people make goals that aren't tied into their values, you're never going to reach them because any obstacle that comes up will deter you from reaching that goal. Because, you know, we always have, I always laugh at how, you know, people will often have the same goals written on their list. So when I talk to people, you know, it's usually I'll lose five kilos this year or 10 kilos. It's usually I'll make a million dollars in my business. Like it's all these goals that you think, hang on, is that really your goal or is that a goal that you think that you should have? And when you sit down and work out what are the values you want to live by and and what, what sort of lifestyle is important to you, right down to how much time do you want to spend with family? How much time do you want to spend with your partner, with your kids, with exercising with free time, like all of those sort of things. And then what sort of business are you going to be able to design that's going to help deliver that life to you rather than the other way around? And do you, and so what are you saying is also then obviously with the goals intertwined with the values, are you, are you connecting those to kind of those seven key areas of life? Yeah. So the way I work, well, I've kind of, I've added an extra one now. So, so <laughs> okay. those areas that I work around are kind of, um, you know, like you've got around family, health, work purpose, mental purpose that isn't necessarily linked to your job, but something that stimulates for you, money, spirituality, friends. And I've, I've added in time uh, recently there as well to make the age because I've found that, that that's such a big determining factor in are people spending their time the way that they want to and strictly as well. You know, I was having the conversation just as a really simple example this morning um, with one of my clients who, you know, she's trying to challenge herself to start writing more articles. And it's something that she's really scared to be published and put out there and, and do all of that sort of thing. And so she's spent an entire day on trying to write this one article. Whereas I'm like, you know, if you started a countdown timer and you had to have it done in, in 60 minutes or even 30 minutes, like that's, it's done. It's done in that time. Um, and so we need to have goals around how we spend our time so that we have more freedom to spend time in more enjoyable ways. Mm-hmm. And do you think that 
I don't know, different countries, time looks different to other people, do you think? Like just the way people are spending their time. So I guess what I'm saying is sometimes I think people think we have endless amounts of time, right? Like, yeah. like for example, that client that you're just talking about, like it took her hours, right, to do yeah. it. Whereas in other cultures, I want, because we do, we've got food taken care of, our cars taken care of. Now this is like <laughs> yeah. a generalization, right? Not everyone has these, but let's just say you've got food, a roof over your head, electricity, you know, those basic needs. Whereas we kind of go, we can kind of dilly dally around. Whereas I guess if you look at someone in a third world country in Kenya, where they're like, shit, man, if we don't get the water by day here, yeah, by nighttime, great. we yeah. are going to get eaten by freaking lions potentially, right? Like, do you think that, yeah, the way we look at time in different countries also impacts our overall goals and achievements? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And for you, if so, if people are out there, obviously, yes, you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know where to start type thing. Mm-hmm. What are some of the steps that for people are like, yep, okay, this is really basic. I probably do you know what I mean, don't have a really tight goal. Don't know what to look for. I probably haven't really tapped into kind of those eight key areas of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start to get overwhelmed, like, you know what, I'm probably just not going to do anything, but we don't want them to do that. So yeah. what are some simple steps for those businesses out there that might be feeling overwhelmed, super stuck, maybe that, you know, they're, they're not spending any time with their family or they're not looking at time as necessary. What do you, what are some of the steps that businesses need to take in order to really move from not knowing where to go to knowing where to go with ease, clarity, and strategy? Well, I think, I mean, it's so much dependent on the individual, which is what makes, what makes that question really hard. (laughs) Um, But I mean, if you, if you're looking at it where you're listening right now and going, all right, where can I start? Because at the moment you wake up every day and you're kind of like, you know what, this isn't my ideal life. This isn't my ideal business. How can I change that? Um, And often it's having the courage to change is, is one of the biggest, biggest hurdles because we're so tied into, to identity, our identity, and we don't want to shift too far from something that's going to be in contrast to how we identify ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the first thing is really to sit down and work out, you know, what do you want your life to actually look like? So not, sometimes it's not a quick fix. So for example, when I built my franchise company, my goal was always to have a hundred centers. I wanted to have a hundred centers around the country and then branch in internationally. But once it got to kind of 25, 30 was when I started to realize, hang on a minute, what this looks like from my day-to-day life this isn't what I thought it was going to be and this this isn't bringing me joy anymore. How am I going to change? But when you're in that situation, it's not like you can wake up the next day and just go, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to walk away. There's a lot to be said for, for how you do that. And so that was kind of a really long process. And a lot of the time people feel really trapped in something because it's not an easy solution. And, and that's okay. If it is going to take a long time, the first thing is to work out, well, what do you actually want life to look like? And not for the rest of your life, but for that next season. And then what sort of things do you need to change and put in place to actually inch you closer to that? And and often it's the tiny little things. It's, it's being able to go, all right, what are you going to do consistently day after day rather than the one big massive thing. Mm -hmm. And I think often too, is that particularly, you know, uh, because my cohort is women in business, is that, you know, we often forget to give give ourselves permission that it's okay to pivot. Yeah. Okay to, do you know what I mean? Take a detour from the original plan that we had um, without that. I see on Instagram all the time, you know, I will never quit. 
and and that sort of thing and the feeling of you know people hold a lot of shame if they say they're going to do something and then they change their mind and don't want to do it anymore is it's that shame around quitting but but sometimes the best thing you can do is to quit and and find a new dream <laughs> and that again that it's okay it doesn't mean that you're a failure it just it might it may not been your cup of tea it may not have been but i also see businesses get in a really bad financial situation where they continue to basically put shit you know push shit up a hill yeah and keep pushing. And then I see marital breakdown happen, like the whole ripple effect. Right. So I agree that, you know, sometimes it's okay. Just give yourself permission, uh, pivot change. But again, what you're saying though, is, is if you're kind of in that space right now, go yeah. back and really ask yourself, what is it that you actually want to do? Or what is it that you want your life to look like? Mm. Um, because I because do it, think it does change with seasons too. Like I think, you know, I made my life plan, you know, when I was 16, but what I wanted then when I got married, when I was 21 was then it changed again. And then when I had kids, how I thought I was going to be and then what I actually wanted when I had those babies in front of me was then very different again. Mm-hmm. And now that they're not the grown up, my kids are now nine and 11, but it's a very different way I can work now and opportunities that I can say yes to that was very different to five years ago. So mm-hmm. it's being able to adapt to your season as well and knowing it all is going to pass and just to make it right for that, that time. And I think, again, that goes back to something that we were talking about before, uh, we started, we pressed record was that you had planned on traveling for a much longer time. Uh, yeah. I think when I think it was your eldest son that you were talking about, it was like, listen, mom, dad, I'm missing my friends. I'm missing my family. Cool. And How easy is that? <laughs> yep. And then, you know, you had to pivot, right? You're like, okay, we're going to make it work. This isn't like, you know, we had dreams of buying things in Costa Rica. I think you were talking yeah, about it. Yeah. I thought we were going to have a surf resort in Costa Rica, but no, now we're living an ordinary suburban life again. <laughs> But again, though, that's okay, though, right? Like, it doesn't mean that you and your family failed because you came home early. It just means that that's just how it went. Completely. Yep. So for those, for okay, so if they look at it and they go, okay, yeah, what do I want to actually have in my life to make a change? What do I need to get there? Uh, Also, I guess, what do you think is one of the, do you think it's better for businesses to, to, I guess, have like, you talked about 10-year plans and five-year plans. Um, and so I'm curious to know a little bit more about when you think about plans, because sometimes for me, when I'm working with some of my women in business, the overwhelm can already be so much, right? Yeah. Because they're juggling mom, freaking chauffeur, cook, cleaner, everything else in between yeah. that looking at even like a quarter down the road can be a bit much for them, yeah. right? Six months, then you go five year. So one of the things that I like to do is try and chunk it with my clients and look yeah. at what's achievable and how can we do this to decrease the overwhelm? What are your thoughts about like how far events do you think people should be going? Um, yeah. And obviously I know that's, that can be very individualized based on person and need and business, but collectively speaking, you know, a lot of the listeners out there are women in business who are juggling many hats and uh, yes. it can be quite daunting and then they don't do anything, right? So yeah. I, I, yeah. I really want them to walk away and like you said, just do one thing today. So what would that one thing that you would want them to do really, really be? Um, well, let's shoot higher than one thing. Let's do 10. Okay. okay. 10. We're good. <laughs> we can do more than that. Um, but I think, you know, it's a combination of being both big picture thinker and really granular and you've got to be able to do both. So when people will identify and go, you know, I'm a details person or I'm a big picture thinker, but if you really want to win at the business game, you've got to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm a big believer in that overwhelm comes from lack of a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you look at something, a goal, for example, like say you, I'll take the million dollar business that a lot of people say they want to have. So say you look at that and go, okay, how much work would I have to do for that? If you don't actually make a granular plan for that, 
it, it is super overwhelming because you look at where you are now and where you want to be and it's so disjointed and you don't know the pathway how you're going to get there. And so that is overwhelming. But if you work from completion backwards and go, okay, to make a million dollars a year in business, this is how much I have to sell. This is how many people I have to serve. And then you break that into how long is that going to take? And then you break that into, okay, if I want to have that many people that I'm going to serve, how much time is it going to take me? How much team members will I need to support me in doing that? What marketing will I need to be able to do? Because if you're planning out your key metrics, you know how many leads you need to generate that amount of customers. And so if you work kind of completion backwards into all of the areas and work out, okay, what team, what marketing, what finances, what technology, all of that stuff that you need to have and then work out when that's going to be because that's the other source of overwhelm is people will kind of do a completion backwards plan and look at everything they have to do but then have the feeling of like I have to do all of that now Now. Um, which is completely overwhelming but it's being able to then kind of the way I do it is I then get your yearly plan out and go kind of it's one focus per month so one month might be coming up with your new social media strategy and the new templates that you're going to use and that's enough for that month because if you move yourself forward every single month getting closer to that Yes. It's amazing how much progress happens. But what a lot of people do is they get way too overwhelmed by the enormity of the goal. And so months pass and no progress has been made. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's almost like that, you know, again, that paralysis, like, okay, I just won't, I'll just pretend like I'm stuck, right? I'm just not going to yeah. do anything because it's like too much. And yeah. I do agree with you. I know when I work with my own coaching clients, one of the things is a lot of, it's funny because when I talk about like my one-to-one coaching, it's two hours per month, right? And it's yeah. a Zoom and et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, we can't possibly achieve nothing in two hours. It's amazing how much you can do in that time. And I was like, are you, I was like, I guarantee you there's no, I said on my children's life, there has never been a client. Do you mean completely tick everything off that box? Do you know what I mean? Because there's kids get sick, kids, whatever, there's circumstances that happen. I was like, I promise you, we will be moving you forward every single month. But they're like, no, but it's only two hours. And so I think again, in our society, we've, we, we've come to this thing that you have to hustle, you have to be working hard. And I completely disagree with this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it is adding to people's level of burnout. And actually, yeah. like, I could talk about that for a whole nother episode. Same. Where I'm yeah. like, it, again, if you actually go, there's 20, 30 days in a month, take away your weekends to have your, you know, some fun, uh, et cetera. And I'm like, if you did one task every day, and yeah. still did your family and your home and do all that, you will still be progressing. Yeah. I was like, and so, yeah, so I do find it interesting how in society, again, we've got this perception that you've got to be working so much harder and you've got to be doing a million things. Yeah. But the reality of it is that's not the case. No. And it's really easy to fall into. I mean, I know when I was in my twenties, like I had that complete, complete belief in going, you know, I used to buy into all of that, the, the kind of memes that you see of, well, oh I hustle. Like that was, <laughs> totally me. I was there willing to work harder than anybody else. And I always thought, you know, when no one's looking and I'm there grinding away day after day for 12 hours a day, like it's, it's that that's going to set me apart. And you know, people will challenge me on that sometimes now and go, well, do you actually think you would have built the business you did if you hadn't have done that? And I absolutely do. Because once I actually got over that, 
and started working a lot less, but a lot more purposeful Full, um, yes. in that everything was, was a lot more planned out. And I set a lot of time limits on the tasks that I had to do. So, so I would get in there and there was no procrastination. There was no kind of wasting this time on where do I go next? What do I do next? It was just get in there, do it, do it the best I can, and then move on to the next thing without having to really figure out what is the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, like, it's unbelievable. I mean, I do know it's very different now. I run an online business. You run an online business. It's very different to when I had a retail store and when I had tutoring centres. That was a very different model kind of how it works and you do have to put in the hours there. But I do think, you know, we don't take enough brain space to really think through the process and what we're doing and making sure that we are questioning whether we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. And I think again, cause we don't, again, it's, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time. And these are things like I talk, I've talked about in other podcasts is a lot of my women, uh, I say to them book in one night to a hotel, take your laptop, yeah. good food, sleep in. And I promise you, you will get more work done in that 24 hours than you will probably have in the last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, no way, I'm just going to watch a movie. Hand on heart, every woman that has ever done that. Some have called me crying, emailed me going, I'm sitting here crying because you give, like, it's just, you're you're in a different creative space. You're this, but they've given themselves permission to actually, again, nurture themselves in self-care, but equally also just have that time and that capacity to look at the bigger picture. So again, being able to work on your business versus in it. And I think that's a whole nother, again, again, I've talked about that in another episode, whereas I think too many times we're in that nitty gritty. But I also know I was interviewed for a podcast last week and one of the questions that they talked about it, or they said, well, well, pretty much is because I'm a service-based business, I've got the opportunity to travel and live remotely. And I said, well, actually I did the same thing with Finley and me. Yeah. E-commerce platform. And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, it comes again down to choice, right? Is I knew if I was going on holiday that I would need to either train people before the holiday or after the holiday, but everything is still manageable. I said, at one stage we had a third party logistics that was in there, you know, that was a disaster. That's a whole nother podcast also, but there are ways to do it if you really want to do it, right? Like it's, uh, it might not be a deal. Like I think knowing the sort of life that you want to lead. Exactly right. It goes back to what is it that, and that why, you know, and and really un, um, unpeeling, I guess, those onion layers to really determine what is it. Because a lot of people say, yes, I want more money. But that's kind of the external factors. What's the internal factors that are really going to drive you um, to get you rocking and rolling? And the money comes when you're living the life that you enjoy as well. It is. Yeah. Every client I see who stops worrying about the money component side of things or where the next dollar is coming and they can kind of relinquish that. Uh, yeah, the growth really does come from that. Yeah. Really. Now, again, not to say like, well, they might go, well, that's fine. How do I feel, feed my family? I'm not saying that you still don't have a little bit, but I'm probably like, again, you got to trust the process sometimes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sure, yeah. sometimes we don't trust the process. Now, for those of you who are out there listening uh, and they would love to get to know more about you, Tina, where can they find you? What adventures do you have coming up uh, that they can follow you and mini stock you? Because uh, you have a wealth of knowledge. How can they connect with yeah. you? I mean, you can <laughs> sound so wanky, but you can Google me. And- <laughs> Um, but tinatower.com. I mean, on the the time thing, so I know just after this this podcast episode will come out, I'm releasing my first book. Oh, fantastic. Um, starting and looping back to giving yourself the time to do things. So I know that, you know, it's impossible for me. I've heard writers that can, that can sit down and grab 30 minutes when they have it available at a cafe or something like that. Um, but I've got to really immerse and get into that sort of 
brainwave kind of thing to be able to do it. And so I'm going to Fiji for eight days just to write. Fantastic. It's, you know, never feel, when I said that to someone recently, I had the first response that a woman gave me was, don't you feel really guilty in leaving your family to to do that? <laughs> like, well, no, because, um, you know, my family have a great life because of the work that I do. Um, and so, no, I don't feel guilty about that at all because it enables you to be able to do it. And so you've got to really, you know, know what you want and and be able to get it because if you don't know what you want, you'll never get it. Um, so a lot of it is is identifying that. But yeah, so you can you can find me at tinatow.com or on Instagram. You can message me and then please look up the book when it comes out as well. Dude, fantastic. And again, let me know when the book is live because I'd be happy to promote that also yeah, for you, you, Tina. And for the rest of you, for those listeners wanting to get more, uh, sorry, and for those listeners that are wanting to get the transcriptions for this, just remember that my team and I will be putting the full transcription together at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my very active Facebook community, uh, the Australian Business Collaborative. So make sure to head over there. We're about to hit 6,000 members, which is super exciting. And for the rest of you, I hope you have a fabulous day. And I look forward to having you join me again next week on another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast podcast. Have an awesome day, everyone. And thanks again, Tina, for being on today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au.